What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jothan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Uh, Let's just start off the week. You know, I'm sure everybody's uh, all very anxious to know what happened in our game last week. Jonathan, why don't you go into that a little bit? You know, um, it may not come as a shock, but we did lose. (laughs) It wasn't too bad of a loss, but it should have been a win. So it's very discouraging, obviously. 0-6 on the season now. but this is going to be the week it turns around. What do you think? Do you think we're going to win this one? Well, I, I hope so. You know, I'm going to play my boy Josh. So we'll see what happens. But I was thinking, you know, I was listening to uh, views the other day and nine came on and I was like, are we really going to turn the six upside down to a nine? So I think we'll see what happens. I think we're going to have to do something here because Owen six, I just can't sleep anymore being a loser. But on that note, I did finally get a win in my intramural league at ISU. So. That's what my boy Hofer was saying. We were talking it, talking through this week, you know, giving my boy that shout out. He's been craving. How I do think you play? I'm on a good streak. Yeah, he played pretty good, you know. I think I carried. I did my part. So I was glad. I get subbed out like every three minutes on that team, though, because I don't know anybody besides Lucas and Josh. So they don't put the respect to my name, but hey. You just gotta earn those got the minutes, wins. you know. Die for those die for those loose balls. Get it, get it on defense, you know. That's how you earn your minutes. Man, that's your role. That's not mine. My role is give me the ball and let me shoot it. <laughs> but I did get a new pair of basketball shoes, so I think it's going to be like a like Mike situation, and I'm just going to show out in these shoes, and it's going to be start something new. That's the plan, you know. We'll, we'll have an update next week because if we don't win this game, we're probably not not winning a game. So I think we're going to be a, a Cinderella story, though. We're going to get to the playoffs. I think we're going to win this week. And then as long as we have a competitive game the last week of the season – we're turning it around playoffs. We're going to win it all. I mean, I will say we have been pretty competitive in every game besides one. So that's what I think. I think we play in spurts where we look like we're a, a good basketball team. And then we play in spurts where we look like we should not even step foot on a court. We, so we may have we'll that see. Cinderella run. You know, I may have to go cardiac Kemba. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a little UConn action. So I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm a little nervous because. It's getting late in the season. If we don't get a win now, it's not going to happen, like you said. So <laughs> we got to get it this week. All right. All right. Enough basketball talk. Let's get into some music. So we had our, our first Instagram poll the other day. Um, we had audience picks for the albums they're most excited for. Um, let's go through some of those. All right. Yeah. So the, first off here, obviously, a lot of mentions of Kendrick. Trent and Anthony both said they're excited for Kendrick's album. And then Chris said he's excited for Kendrick and Kanye. And of course, you know, it's not an Instagram poll without a troll comment. So Colby said he's excited for Morgan Wallen. I don't think he's necessarily trolling with his answer, but he's not. That's not the vibe I was expecting (laughs) that poll to go. I think he's trolling us. You know, he's being real, but he is trolling us a little bit there. But, you know, I mean, maybe he takes that step into rap. Who knows? You know, he's got the little Dirk ties. So what do you think about that song? Broadway girls it's all right but I mean it's not as bad as I thought it would be so I mean that's that I agree do you know the TikTok sound it's like at first I was like "Mm, feet as a joke Mm -hmm. but bro I don't think it's a joke anymore yeah that's exactly how I was I was listening to that song I used to listen to it ironically and then I just kept listening to it and I was like I actually like this song and I was kind of disappointed in myself but hey that's it's the perfect song for Hubston, you know? It really is. It's a perfect mix of the vibes in Hubston. Makes everybody happy. I feel like Lil Dirk's been kind of like relevant in Hubston for a little bit. Like I feel like he's been popping. I remember my boy Trey Layden was 
playing little Dirk in like 2015. And now Smart. I know, I know, now I would look at him. He's collabing with Drake and he's a star. He's on Donda. I mean, yeah. Crazy. I mean, we do, we do have those Chicago, you know, Chicago's a couple hours away. So we get a, we get that exclusive access. Facts. Hopes and put everybody on to Kanye. I know what happened <laughs> back in the day. Definitely. Uh, I know you just said that we're going to get away from basketball, but I don't think that's true because guys, this episode, it's a big basketball episode. You know, the all-star game is going to be the night before this episode comes out. So we wanted to get into some of the best NBA or basketball references in rap. You want to kick us off with the first one that you thought of? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm going to start this off. Did you watch last night with all those lamps and everything? It was a bad showing. It was Same. a bad showing. I saw MGK double sleeved up. He looked like a 2K my player. Did you see Miles Garrett slamming it down? Miles Garrett is bouncy for being a big boy. He is crazy. Hey, Io Dose putting on though in the Rising Stars game. I didn't watch that one. How did he show out? Uh, he did all right, you know, for the limited amount of shots he had and everything. I liked really like the format they did this year. They did like a draft into four teams, so that was pretty cool um did you see like all the layups they were missing and everything like they were doing um all those iconic shots and they were doing layups and stuff and uh they it was like scotty barnes i think and he was just missing layups and then uh they took like a picture and everything they just all look fried and everything it was uh it's like kate cunningham scotty barnes and they were all missing shots on that is pretty funny though anyways let's get into these nba bars a little sidetrack there um so the first one i thought of you know being a miami heat fan i had a few that came to mind, but obviously you're going to show out with Jack Harlow here. My homeboy, Tyler, he plays in South beach. He told me this summer, summer, he going to fix my jumper. So what would you rate that one through five? One through five. You know, I'm going to give that, I'm going to give it a three. It's all right. I think it's definitely a flex. I love a good NBA bar. It's a flex. How cool would it be just to call up Tyler hero and he's going to fix your jumper. I mean, that's definitely a flex to be boys with Tyler hero at that level. So that alone gets it a three, but it's nothing crazy. It's nothing too lyrical. No, definitely not. And, you know, I, it'd probably be a three for me as well. You know, it's very sentimental to me, of course. That was kind of before you had the NBA Finals performance. You know, I really, really like them showing him love and everything, but I think there's definitely better bars on this list. Oh, yeah. Let's get into some of those better bars. So the next reference here I wanted to get into, Action Bronson. This man, Action Bronson. He is like the king of obscure references. He has a bar on a song called Set It Off. He says, aged cheese, eight months, stinky aroma, behind the back pass, Arvidas Sabonis, whole smart crew kid, we smoking weed in diplomas. Rate that bar. That, that's got to be a five for me, just because the fact, you know, a lot of these guys are bringing up, you know, the LeBrons, these big stars in the world, but he's bringing up Arvidas Sabonis. So, I mean, you got to show love for you know, these kind of not under the radar players, you know, he's still a very good player and everything, but you know, the creativity with that one versus, you know, just saying something with LeBron or Katie, you know, Oh yeah. what would you rate that? That's a five for me too. Of course, that is a bar. Arvidas Sabonis, obviously he's one of the first European players to come over, obviously father to DeMontis Sabonis who's showing out now, but Arvidas was a legend in his time, short career, but he killed it. He came over a little late if I remember right. But that's just such an obscure reference. Action Bronson, the king of this. He's got so many NBA bars, so many NFL, MLB bars, so many food bars, of course. You know Action Bronson. Him. He's always in the kitchen, but 
this is one of the ones that stood out to me. I had to reference that. I actually was reading uh, the Hip Hop and Other Things book by Shea Serrano. There's a whole chapter called mm-hmm. Would Action Bronson Be a Good Travel Partner? And it's just going through different lyrics of his saying whether he would or would not be a good travel partner based on what he's saying about his travel habits. And I got to recommend that chapter. I don't want to spoil it, but you guys check it out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, you to touch on the cooking a little bit, that's where my bar is going here. Um, Drake on zero to 100, the ketchup. I've been Steph Curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot boy, 360 with the wrist boy. <laughs> Had to, You didn't have that in the notes, but you know you got to keep it going. It just kind of flows. What no, would you that, rate that? That bar is, it's a four. It's really good. It's so iconic, but it's nothing like too crazy. So I'm going to give it a four. What do you think? I don't see. It's got to be a five for me, maybe just for, you know, personal but I remember just being with my friends and playing 2K and, you know, just trolling them with that and, you know, doing the cooking while I'm uh, playing 2K. So that was, at the time, that song is huge. It's kind of falling off my rotation for sure, but still always going to be a classic to me at least. No, that song is definitely a classic. Do you think you like 0 to 100 or the ketchup better? 0 to 100 probably. I think I'd agree, but the ketchup is definitely slept on. No, I yeah, thought- it's slept on. I will admit that it is slept on, so. Everybody's always talking about that uh, Chef Curry line, but the ketchup. And I mean, even to touch on that a little bit more, you know, Steph Curry wasn't this huge superstar that he is now, you know, what was that, 2014? I think it was 2015. 2015. So, I mean, he was still, he was coming into his own. I think he's got an MVP by then, but yeah, definitely still getting to that level. And now, I mean, obviously all-time three-point score, so. Shout Definitely. out to Steph Curry. I, I want to say, you know, Hubston puts us puts everybody on, but <laughs> I want to say I, I feel like I was pretty pretty high on Steph Curry early in his career. So, you know, that's funny because I am actually notoriously like not anti Steph Curry, but like uh, he's not one of my favorite players. Because you're a Harden fan. I know it's because I'm a Harden fan, and ever since Steph Curry threw that mouthpiece, I was like, boo, boo, this man. <laughs> That was just one little thing. I'm sure like people think that about things James Harden's done or you know, whoever, but hey, I'm I'm biased. He's a lefty scorer, you know. That's that's love right there. But the next bar I want to get into here. This is by Wale on the song Barry Sanders. He says, Interscope feeling like Charlotte when they traded Kobe, you know, but I let it go. Rose Finna re-up. He got himself a Kobe and they stuck with Vlade Divac. So that one's that one's probably a four for me, you know. I, I like the uh, the Vlade Divac um, bringing him in a little bit. And that one actually, you know, it has some significance behind it versus, you know, these other ones just kind of thrown out there. Um, I feel like that one has a little bit more significance with that huge trade that, that went on on draft night for Kobe. So what would you say? You know, I think I'll go with the four as well. I think that's a great bar. Pretty obscure reference. I don't think anybody else has really talked about the Kobe trade in a bar. Obviously, many mentions of Kobe, but I don't. I haven't heard another one with the Kobe trade. And obviously, you know, trading Kobe for Vlade Divac, it's a tough look, obviously, in hindsight. But I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty good bar. Hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty with stuff like that. But yeah. All right. Moving on to the next one. Said she needed a ring like Carmelo by Frank Ocean on Nikes. What would you give that? I'm going to go with a four. Uh, I feel like that might be a little bit high. I don't know. I'm between a three and a four. 
I'm personally going to give it a three because I mean that there's not very much creativity. That's all that. I'm saying. And it's, it's a bigger name, you know. I I'll go three. I'll it's not a that. bad bar by any means, but no, it's definitely not bad, but it's nothing crazy. And I I got on Drake for that, so if I gave Drake a four, I have to go three here. There so I'll, I'll go three. But I do obviously love Frank, love that song, and I love Carmelo Anthony. So that was my bias making it a four, but it's got to be a three. Do you think Carmel's gonna get that ring though? Uh, probably not this year. Um, I mean, that you can't, you can never say never with LeBron. You know, maybe once they're healthy, but I just, I don't see it ever happening. And unfortunately for Carmelo, one of the legends in the game, but he's kind of like the Charles Barkley of our generation. That's perfect comparison for him. Man, he's one of my favorites growing up, and I mean, I wore number fifteen in high school, and I think all of middle school as well and i mean he's one of the greatest we're number 15 in our generation him and vince carter are the two people that were number 15 that i was looking at so obviously i want the best for him i hope he gets a ring but i don't think it's gonna happen this year and i don't know how many more years he has and i think if he wins he won't be like a big contributor so it's like i don't know kind of ring chase move but i want it for him though i think he needs it and i want him to have it I feel like I definitely associate seven with Carmelo more. Would you, do you do 15 more? Is this? I don't know. I just, I feel like when I got in the NBA, it was him on the nuggets wearing 15, but yeah, I think he's solo on seven because he's got mellow with the seven as the L and some different things. So I would say seven, but 15 is just like that OG cornrows mellow and nuggets. Definitely. And, oh, that was, he was a demon. Definitely. And, you know, I thought maybe your inspiration was uh, Cardiac Kimba there, actually, because, I mean, that would have been the time you were going into high school. So, yeah, that's I actually don't know why I got number 15. I think I just took number 15 because I I like, well, Kevin Garnett was five. I I like teens numbers, I think. So I went with 15. It was a random number at the time, but it's like grown to be one of my favorite numbers. There you go. I'm more of a single digit number myself or number guy myself, though, so. I respect it, but I, th- I think there's different sports have different good numbers. I think basketball is a double digit number personally. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that debate. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on here though, double digit number. We got to talk about this one. If I lose one, I bounce back like two, three did with four five big Sean on bounce back. What do you rate that's this a, bar? That's a five for me. That That is a bar with a, and I mean, it sounds very well, sounds very good as well and everything. So, I mean, I don't know. That, that's, that is a bar for sure. What, what would you say? I'm gonna go five also. I mean, that's a good reference. I think I've heard another person make this reference. I can't think of who off the top of my head, but I mean, obviously beyond just saying like two, three and four, five, he even got the, if I lose one, so one, two, three, four, five, he got the counting, obviously the Jordan reference. That's a five. Definitely. Shout out big Sean. Um, Shout right. out. We have uh, Kanye on Can't Tell Me Nothing, and you could live through anything if magic made it. Ooh. I think that's got to be a, a four. What do you think? Uh, for me, I mean, that's really – that's not that creative. It's it's not that good of a bar. It's going to be my first two of the day. Two? <laughs> I would give that a two because he does have a better – we have another Kanye versus magic that was – superior to that one that one's not very creative for me it's not that creative but it's such a good line you can live through anything if magic made it it's 
obviously magic went through a lot i think that's a good reference i respect it i respect your opinion i think of course uh, but that's I, people if they're mentioning magic they're mentioning like showtime you know passing scoring he's mentioned that real stuff and that's that's why that, it's like a I, I think he i think he's got a better bar for magic so i think he does too and obviously i didn't go a five so we'll get to the other one the other one obviously is on roses he says you know the best medicine go to people that's paid if magic johnson got a cure for aids and all the broke motherfuckers passed away you telling me if my grandma was in the nba right now she'd be okay Ooh, that's a five that that is that's got to be a five i don't care who you are that that's got to be a five you know speaking on real world stuff here can the rich you know uh buy cures of these diseases and everything i mean you could touch on a number of different points from there and that's just roses is a phenomenal track and you know that that sets the tone with that one definitely that's i think one of the most slept on kanye songs i don't hear too many people talking about that song i feel like but it's so good i feel like somebody asked me like a top five favorite kanye songs of mine and i threw roses in there one time and then i was like okay probably not but it is a I mean, fantastic I, song i definitely respect you know roses being up there because like you said it it's it's slept on i feel like late registration as a whole you know it, it doesn't get the love it deserves i would agree i think late registration is probably a slept on kanye project but there's obviously better but it is deserving of being towards the top so obviously we're gonna get to that kanye ranking one day everybody i know you want to see it it's coming eventually but we got to save it the right day because that's going to be a banger video and we can only do it once you can only do that kanye ranking once and we got to do it right so Maybe, for the, maybe the 50th episode that's a long time away as i was thinking about that recently i was like i said something about the 100th episode i was like oh we thought for the 100th episode i was like that's like two years away so well, maybe we'll do 50 for kanye there we go that wouldn't be a bad 50th episode all right for the next bar here we have j cole on my life knowing these songs you can miss me john Morant, i'm on the grizzly yeah, i think i'm gonna have to give that line a four obviously it's nothing too crazy, but I love the reference to John Moran. Obviously, showing some love to that young rising talent. Gotta love that. What are you? What are you giving it? I'd also be right on course with you there. You know, with a four, I think um, you know bringing in one of the younger guys. It's it's nice to see. You don't see that too too much yet in songs. So we'll see what happens when uh you know if we get more references like that of these younger players that are up and coming. So. One thing I got to say is I got to see John Morant in a dunk contest. Definitely. That would be, I, I mean, guys like Jaws, Zion, even LeBron, you know, those are guys that I'd be very interested in seeing in a dunk contest. I know. Do you think LeBron, I think it's definitely too late for him. Never. He will never do a dunk contest, but in his prime, just imagine the things he could have done. He'd be crazy. I don't know. I kind of wish he would have though. Cause if you look at some of the legends, some of the other goats, Kobe I mean, and MJ. Yeah, Kobe, MJ. Yeah, both did both. it. I, I think that would have been a good moment. I think he would have killed career. it too. You know, he's just super athletic. Oh, Which LeBron do you think would have been the, the best in the dunk contest? Give me like 2009 LeBron. That's what I was going to say. With his cat, you know, late into his first Cavs run, he probably would have been jumping out the gym. So, yeah, that's, that's, I want young, fresh LeBron. That's what I want. But uh, moving on to another reference here. His sins feeling hard as Vince Carter's knee cartilage is by Earl Sweatshirt on Chum. What do you rate this bar? 
I'm gonna give it a three. You know, as much as I want to, as much as I want to give it a two. A two. It's a bar, but I just feel like you can't, you can't speak on injuries. You know, I definitely don't mess with, you know, people just on injuries. So, I mean, that's my explanation there. But that's not a diss. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a diss, but I mean, it's a compliment. How he's talking about his knees, talking about his bad knees. That's like him talking about Devin. I thought he's feeling as hard as it is. I thought that was a good thing. I thought he was like Vince Carter is like half man, half amazing. He's longevity. I think he's saying like his knee cartilage is good. Like I'm feeling as hard as that. I think that's a good thing. All right, maybe I misinterpreted it there, but I don't know. It's we got to go to genius for this. I think it's a positive. Okay, all right. I can see where you're coming from here, but I mean, you know, just I'm, I think of Vince being an old man with a, you know, hardened up knee cartilage. Okay, let's see. Genius says, "Oh, it's weak." Okay. Yeah. See, I mean, <laughs> Vince Carter's knee cartilage is weak because it's gone through a lot of surgery and wear and tear throughout the course of Vince's long career due to numerous knee injuries. This mirrors how Earl felt weak starting out. All right, I take back what I said. I don't like the line at all now. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, I felt like, you know, you want that soft, you know, flexible knee cartilage. So I, I thought I was on the right track. Okay, there. okay, that's right. For some reason, I was thinking of like, I was thinking like tendons, which I guess you probably don't want strong either or hard. Okay, whatever. I was thinking it was a positive. I was like, oh my God, that's a beautiful reference. He's like congratulating Vince on his longevity. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I definitely don't. I don't mess with the dishes. That's get them dirty. You just dissed Devin low key. You said, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> you know, like that's like, that's get that's making you feel it on a more personal level though. So, you know, I was trying to give you that, give you that feeling. So maybe you could show some, uh, some sympathy. Yeah. Show some sympathy for Vince. I'm definitely feeling that now. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to rate this. I'm going to abstain from rating, even though I gave it a four, I take my vote back. It's a negative thing. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. Yeah, just you know, get, back, get, get out of here. Back to Jack Harlow. Get bread nonstop. Know my name, ring a bell like Raja. From the city like Ron, Rondo Rajan. But I'm from the white side, Hassan. Hold that is that. a five. No question. That's like one of the best bars I've heard about NBA players. That may be, that's probably my second best we have on this list. Right behind uh, Kanye on Roses, but bringing in Rajah Bell that is that's an underrated you know flying under the radar guy right there you know back on those AI 76ers days and then you bring in Rondo of course yeah the go yeah. point guard you know he's one he's my favorite growing up I mean I think of Rajah Bell and those classic Suns teams with like him and uh Steve Nash and them but oh man that's an yeah. obscure reference so that's checks one box he's shouting out a, a player from his hometown Louisville Rajan Rondo, big shout out there. And then Whiteside, Hassan. I mean, that, that's what brought it all together for me. You know, that, that was used to be my guy back in the day. You know, once he came out of nowhere, that's just, that is a bar. Man, that's, that's a five. The next one here to get into being good is good. That'll get you Drew Gooden. But me, I want Jordan numbers, LeBron Footen. That is J. Cole on Return of Simba. Would he rate that bar? That's got to be a four, at least for me. Um, you know, I like the Drew Gooden reference. Like I said, you know, a lot of these are going to be influenced on who they can bring in. Anybody can bring in Jordan LeBron, but 
who's bringing in Rajah Bell, Drew Gooden, uh, Vita Sabonis, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll give him a four for the creativity, and it, it's definitely a, you know, a good line. What would you say? I'm going to go with a four as well. I feel like we got a lot of agreement here besides the Earl Sweatshirt one, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with a four. It's very good. Um, the next NBA reference I want to get into here is Action Bronson on his song Traction. He says, pull it, leave his body where the Pistons play, rock a mask like Richard Hamilton and hit the J. What's your rating for this bar? That's a five for me. I mean, that's just so hard showing Rip some love there, even bringing his face mask, which he's so iconic for. What do you think about that one? That's a five too. That I, I wanted to be kind of particular about who I gave a five, but that obviously did a five. Rip Hamilton is one of my all-time favorite players growing up, so I love the reference to him, and the mask is so iconic. I said this recently, and I, I think there's only a couple things you could make arguments for, but I think the face mask, is the best accessory in basketball. Obviously, it's not necessarily an accessory bite like choice, but I think it is like the hardest thing. If somebody pulls up in the face mask, you know they're a problem. Yeah, definitely. I I I don't know if I'd agree with you on the best basketball accessory, but what what else? I, what are you picking? I I gotta go with like a nice leg sleeve or an arm sleeve, either one of oh, those. That's that's see, I said there's a couple things you make arguments for. Like you got short shorts and a leg sleeve on, you just look like a hoop. <sighs> you different. The one I've been hearing people talk about in like the recent NBA, the one leg sleeve. They said the one leg sleeve hoopers are elite. It's like Jason Tatum, Lonzo. No, that, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Short no. shorts, you got a full leg sleeve, not the not, not the padded knee pad, the full leg sleeve. Oh, I know, but I'm talking about one single leg. They only have like the right leg, and then they just have the shorts. On yeah, the left. no, that's that's, that's what I mean. Well, some people wear like yeah, leggings, but like two, so yeah. Yeah, no, goes hard. Even in high school, you know, I cut off one of my leggings for football, so. Trying to, trying to be like Jay, Jason Tatum, of course. So. Go crazy. All right, our last one here went from most hated to the champion God flow. I guess that's only a feeling me and LeBron know. Ooh, five. That That is a hard bar. That's, that's got to be a five for, for me. That's uh, the significance behind that, of course, is just, that's tough. Man, so earlier you talked about your Miami Heat fandom. Did you become a Heat fan? When LeBron was there, right? Obviously. Yeah, but so like my my thing, you know, I I feel like it's very justified. Like I was nine years old, just starting to watch basketball, so you know it's justified. I've stuck with them throughout it. So. No, exactly. You know, that's like, that's me too with the Celtics. I went there with Kevin Garnett, and then stuck. I've stuck it out. You know, I've caught a little flack for uh, you know, maybe the timing didn't correctly add up, but I was also nine years old. So. No, I feel like you cannot be mad at somebody especially if they've stuck it out it's one thing to like totally be a bandwagon fan but to be a child and pick your team and stick with it that's respectable that's how everybody is if you don't have like your dad being a huge fan to say oh we're we're bulls fans hey it's on you to pick your team you can do what you do whatever you want uh yeah i'm still a huge lebron fan to this day of course you know and maybe i'm not a heat fan maybe i'm a wherever he at fan. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this has been a big basketball episode. We've been talking about our basketball and it's all-star week. So I feel like we had to get into the rap references. I'm sure there's a lot that we missed here, but oh yeah, I mean you can't you can't fit them all into one video. There's just way too many, you know, NBA culture and rap culture. They're just so closely aligned together that you can't hit them all. But I I like the ones we chose. You know, we can't have all fives either. So no, I definitely agree. 
moving on though to some rap news this week we'll stick with the basketball theme here Quavo and the game got added to 2k as playable characters have you played with them yet I have not I don't play my team very much I play my park a lot but um it's really cool to see especially since I you know the game I don't know how good of a hooper he is obviously an icon but Quavo is Quavo's got a shot he's got a sniper on him that's probably one of the best basketball rappers I've seen what are your thoughts on that Quavo definitely is but the game you got to put some respect on the game's name he played in the Drew League. He's done his thing. The game is very deserving of this. So cool to see those two get the first uh, additions to 2K. But it makes me think, if they're getting added, I feel like it's just a sign of what's to come and there's going to be more. Who would you want to see get added to 2K? I mean, obviously, Jermaine, you know, J. Cole. Along with J. Cole, you know, I, I got to see my boy Drizzy in there after his iconic, you know, Kentucky shoot around. That'd be pretty funny to see as well. Who would be a, some of yours? And I just saw a picture of Drake sitting in like the locker room with the Kentucky players. And I hadn't seen a picture of that in forever. And it was so funny. He's just sitting there like thinking. And <laughs> why, like, why, did that even, book. why did that ever happen? It, like, he's actually like a part of the team with that. You know, I, I get the, you know, the close association there, but, you know, having him warm up and be in team meetings and everything. That's just, oh, that's it's so, so random. It's not like it's J. Cole at St. John's or something where he actually went. Like, it's just Drake being a fan of Coach Cal and Kentucky, I guess. But, and obviously, he's probably got some Drake. boys. He's just yeah. doing Drake things. But other people I'd want to see, obviously, J. Cole, he's got to be the next person to get added. That's the standout choice. But other than that, you know, this is going to be a random one. I don't, listen to his music too much but i love his show and i do respect his basketball game lil dicky okay that's a respectable pick for sure you know seeing as he's the fourth ball brother i've really got to respect the dicky ball yeah he's i gotta get on my team with those four they're lavar's gotta get all four of his kids in the league (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah have you watched dave i've not no you guys you gotta get on it it's actually pretty good this is my second tv show recommendation to you from uh, the podcast but dave is pretty good there's actually a scene where he's playing basketball so show some respect all right moving on here um so we we gotta talk about the super bowl a little bit what were your thoughts on the show i think it's got to be one of the best halftime shows of our lifetime obviously i mean it's it's crazy it's so cool to see that the nfl is kind of accepting that rap is the most popular genre in the world and showing some respect to the culture of LA and it was just a great thing to see. They all killed it for sure. You know, you had 50 coming in, hanging upside down like he was back in the day. Um, Eminem killed it. K-Dot killed it. Of course, Dre and Snoop, you got Snoop up there doing the crip walk. I mean, there was, I don't know. Did you see like the, uh, the things that they told Snoop not to do the, do anything, you know, gang related, or they told Eminem not to kneel. Did you see that they, I did see that. I also saw something where they said that was not true and they knew Eminem was kneeling. So who knows what the truth is there, but I respect both of them for, you know, doing, doing what they think's right. So shout out to them. I mean, definitely. And what, what was your favorite song from the, uh, from the show? Ooh, I think I got to go with still Dre. I mean, it was the one we were looking forward to the most. They didn't come out to like we thought, but they left to it, which was arguably just as good. So they did come out to the next episode, 
like my secondary prediction was. So I was pretty happy when that happened, but I still wish it had been still Dre. What was your favorite song they performed though? Uh, I I think Mad City for me, you know, it just it really hit. Of course, I liked all the Dr. Dre, but I didn't expect um, I didn't expect Mad City to hit as hard as it did. So I think it's definitely the direction these shows need to go in because I mean, they absolutely killed it. You know, a lot of people loved it, and um, I mean, it's it's a very good show. It's probably probably my favorite one I've ever seen personally. Yeah, I think the weekend and this are probably my two favorites obviously very biased huge weekend fans so that's the reason for that and i gotta agree though mad city was crazy kendrick definitely had my favorite part but still dre is my favorite song because that's just an iconic moment for dr dre i'm sure shout out you know it was my birthday yesterday save the love but it was also dr dre's birthday so hey it was his birthday week and he's performing the super bowl showing he's still the legend it was beautiful to see and then along with the Super Bowl, you know, all of them doing the Super Bowl show, we've seen some huge spikes in uh, music. Mary J. Blige, 520% increase on No More Drama. Kendrick, 250% increase on All Right. Dr. Dre with 245% on Still Dre, 270% on the next episode, 185 on his music overall. What are your thoughts on that? Man, it just shows how powerful the super bowl really is as a marketing tool i mean pepsi's had their name attached to it for years obviously just for the amount of impression they get is a great move they've been doing um one thing to go with this though mary j blige did not get paid to do the super bowl what do you think about this do you think that those streaming numbers show i mean she's still getting that bag obviously you know maybe they didn't have the funds left to pay her, you know, maybe it was one of those things there where they couldn't pay her anymore. And um, I mean, it shows she got, she's getting her money's worth for sure. The marketability from all that is just insane. Cause it's I mean, super bowls, you know, especially the halftime shows, the halftime show of all halftime shows, of course. So. Yeah. I mean, Mary J Blige, I personally feel like her music is a little bit before my time. So I feel like this was such a good opportunity for her to show what she did in her career and still is doing in her career to an audience of so many people. So I thought that was really cool that people like our age are getting introduced to her music. Cause I feel like we, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like we are obviously a little bit more introduced to the other people. So seeing Mary J go crazy was pretty cool. Definitely. And it just that, so that spike is still just crazy to me, you know, just a huge increase in influx and everything. We'll get on to another influx of uh, something here in a little bit. We'll talk about that here in a, here in a few. Moving on to some other news this week, uh, kind of speaking on the streaming numbers a little bit. Triple X has the most streamed hip hop album of all time with a uh, question mark. Uh, he passes uh, Scorpion with 7.8 billion streams. What are your thoughts on that? That's such a crazy number. 7.8 billion on one project is crazy numbers that's only on spotify so i don't even want to know how many views it has if you total up youtube title apple music and spotify and everywhere else i mean that's crazy numbers i was kind of shocked though that it's that high it's so crazy that you know he's been gone for so many years and this number is or this project is still just doing numbers it's crazy to see i was just watching a video from uh, nfr another podcast where we were watching it was asking if old music is killing new music you know like setting the bar so high with these older projects like that and you know and 
it was a very interesting argument to to watch and observe that 7.8 billion people that's like if everybody in the world you know at least listened to it one time obviously you know that wasn't the case but still that is that's a huge number it's crazy though is there another album that you would have thought would be the top i honestly i feel like i don't know if maybe this is just kind of like my age group or um you know where i'm located but I feel like Juice World's bigger than X. So I would have said maybe Goodbye and Good Riddance or Death Race for Love would be right up there with those. That's what I would actually have thought too. I was thinking Juice World just because he was doing numbers. I mean, one of the biggest artists before his passing. But I mean, I'm honestly still kind of surprised that Scorpion is the that was that was gonna I was gonna make that point Drake as project. well. You know, that was it was it was a very big project. You know, it has a replay value with so many songs. You know, I mean, there's got to be songs everybody likes with things to play so i could see why but it was surprising a little bit for me yeah i think it's strictly because of the number of songs in the project like it's such a long project and each of them obviously are doing numbers some way more than others and it has god's plan which is like huge huge Drake's number one song, is it his biggest probably. song yeah, yeah that's what i think so i mean obviously that is helping it a lot but i feel like it definitely has to have a lower average streams per song than some other drake projects but just the sheer number of songs puts it at the top spot uh what are your thoughts on like the side a side b drake kind of did with you know side a being more rap focus and then side b being a more of a pop pop focus part of him i think you know that's kind of cool because it does show the two different sides that drake is capable of doing um i think there's only a few artists that could successfully do a project like that because there are only a few artists that and this is a buzzword that I was talking to somebody and I say that you throw this word out there once an episode, multifaceted. Uh, Drake is one of those artists that is multifaceted that can be in two different lanes at the same time. He is pop and he is rap. Um, obviously, I prefer that rap Drizzy, 5M in Toronto Drizzy. That's what I want from Drake all the time. I'd love to get a project of 12 5M in Toronto style songs. Maybe we'll get that one day maybe i mean he you know he's accumulated so many over the years but you know i i kind of like nice for what drake you know i can't sleep on it i like both sides of drake that we get obviously every week i feel like in rap there are so many quality releases coming out this week no exception this week alone we had drops from dc the don with his project my own worst enemy yeet with two alive currency and alchemist with continuance and we got a couple of singles here from jack harlow uh his song nail tech as well as Vince Staples and Mustard with their collab Magic, Kid Cudi with Want It Bad on the new Nego project, as well as Tizo Touchdown with Handyman. Did you have a standout from this group? Um, I would say my favorite one of the week was uh, Vince Staples with uh, Magic, which, which he did with Mustard. Uh, what would yours be? I think that's my favorite song. Um, obviously, though, that Yeet project, it's a little bit different. Yeet's going crazy. That was a very good project. Um, you know, he could could blossom into a star. You know, maybe we include him in the video last week, but he was um, in. I was thinking about him last week. I almost put him on there, but I feel like he's almost like too obvious. Like he's like, I've seen other people do their list of who they think is going to this year, and Yeats always on there. I mean, he's just running it right now. He's doing he, crazy numbers, going crazy on TikTok and all this. So I think I think this is the year of the Yeats you know look like looking on all these releases and you know like you said every week you just see like all these you know how much stuff comes out it's like 
now that we're doing this, you know, in this, um, in this lane now, it's, I, it just makes you realize how much stuff actually comes out week to week. Yeah. And I mean, not beyond even what comes out, there's so much happening between rumors of things happening or different non-rap excursions by rappers like fashion and all this stuff. I mean, Kid Cudi has dropped a, a clothing line. Crazy stuff happening every week. So I love being able to talk about it. I think the craziest thing out of all these releases, though, this week, Jack Harlow getting that Kanye West stamp. What are your thoughts on that? Ooh, I thought that was crazy. When I saw that, obviously, Kanye just dropping the screenshots on Twitter. He's just posting everything. I love it. Or on uh, Instagram, excuse me. He's just going crazy. He's posting about whatever. It's like a Finsta. It's like a burner at this point. I love it. Um, but yeah, Jack Harlow, top five. A little over-exaggerated there, of course, but you I know think so that, too. that Kanye stamp is just huge. And especially, like, I can't even imagine being like growing up a Kanye fan. And then if you got that shout out from Kanye, that would be like the ultimate, like I've made it moment. I feel like we got to get that Harlow feature on Donda too. I think it's all, but a lock at this point, Jack Harlow will be on Donda too. You heard it. Jack's here different. I love Jack. He's probably one of my favorite uh, personalities in rap, honestly. Oh, he definitely is. His Instagram stories are different. <laughs> if you haven't seen those, look up Jack Harlow Instagram compilation on YouTube and you're going to you're going to be up for a treat. He's got some game too. You saw what he did with the Saweetie on um it was like a red carpet event and uh he he went up to her and my man shot a shot. Kicking it off with Kanye a little bit there. Let's move into a little bit of Donda 2 news here. Donda 2 will not be on streaming services. It's going to be a stem player exclusive. What are your thoughts on that? This is like the most brilliant marketing strategy I've ever seen. I love it but I also hate it <laughs> that yeah. did crazy numbers for the STEM player sales. Did you see the numbers? Yeah. I saw the increase. It was, it was triple digit increase. So they, they made millions off the STEM player in the day. I was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And then they showed how much they sold right when it dropped. And then right when it started shipping and then up to date, I was like, Oh my God, that is crazy. I don't think there's any possible way that it sticks, you know, but I, it is good marketing. Like you said, I, I think I'm on my way to coughing a stem player. <laughs> I almost coughed one, like when they dropped and I was like, Oh my God, I don't need that. Like, I'm not actually going to use it. And now I kind of wish I would have, cause I think it's so crazy that he announced it like a couple of days ago and the album's supposed to come out on Tuesday. Yeah, like what yeah that's people not that even crazy. Be, be able to get their stem players like if they ordered it the day like they probably wouldn't even have it on time well you can um you can download the files and everything on on the website as well i saw so i mean it won't be too too hard to listen to it but i i'm in the market for a stem player if anyone's got one on, for the low they're crazy i actually tried to buy one but my purchase got declined because like my debit card said it couldn't do an international purchase because it's they're shipping and distributed through some other company. And I think uh, like the UK or China or something. And so my purchase got declined. This is like back in September or whenever they dropped. And so I should have had a STEM player by now, but I don't. So I think maybe it's time. I'll finally just get to do it. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we get to pull the trigger together. Do we, maybe we get a second Avenue STEM player. <laughs> <laughs> we could share it. <laughs> All right. You know, this is the biggest news of the week here. Are you team Skeet or are you team Yeah? I appreciate that you said Skeet and not his real name. It's honestly hard for me to say Skeet. 
because I do love Mr. Davidson um, outside of the past couple uh, weeks with, I guess he hasn't really done anything to like make me dislike him for the Kanye thing, but <laughs> Kanye, he's just going crazy. His Instagram has been my favorite thing. Do you have notifications on for like different artists or anything? I do not, but like I'm all, I'm, uh, you were talking about like how Hayden's always on his phone. That's me too. I've always got my phone in my hand. I'd hate to see my screen time. So, you know, I'm, I try and keep up to date, of course. I got notifications on for a couple because I know when they post something, I got to see it. Kanye, Kendrick, Donald Glover, like if those guys post, I need to know what they're posting because Donald and Kendrick don't really post, obviously. So if they post, it's something big. It's a moment. And then Kanye, he goes through phases. Like he was going through phases with Twitter where he was posted like, a million tweets a day and then he goes through tweets where, or uh, points of time where he just does not tweet at all so I, i've always had to stick up the notifications even when it was blowing on my phone and this instagram stretch has been blowing up my phone but i'm seeing those posts like a minute after they're posted i'm like okay what's kind of guy for me now he is going crazy and it's it's it's, it's been it's something great. you know they've they've all been hilarious and everything i love the memes i love pretty much everything he's posting he's definitely wilding on the gram it's crazy that him posting the conversations with Kim and saying, why wouldn't I post it? You're my favorite. I got text from my favorite person. That was the most like hilarious thing he's posted so far. I think. All right. All right. Well, well look, let me get a question for you then. What would be your favorite Kanye post of all time? And then your favorite Kanye post from this spurt that he's been on. Okay. I think I have two that I'm going to have to go with. The first one is I need a room full of mirrors so I can be surrounded by winners. I mean, that's the most, Kanye tweet there can be the other one is the one about the water bottle where he's like I hate when I'm on a flight and I fall asleep and I wake up next to a water bottle like oh great I gotta be responsible for this water bottle that's just a funny one but the other one is like the most like narcissistic Kanye tweet and I love both of them for different reasons but they're both great what's yours that is, that is a fire Kanye tweet um so mine would have to be it's two tweets but I mean they go together this is back in 2018, you know, when he was going through his uh, Wyoming stage there. Everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. <laughs> Kim was trying to fly to Wyoming with a doctor to lock me up, like, on the movie Get Out because I cried saving my daughter's life yesterday. Okay, that's a that's a really good choice. I respect that. That is, like, my favorite thing, just to randomly send to my friends. You know, just always be like, everybody knows the movie Get Out's about me. <laughs> Hey, it'd be like that. If you're a brown boy dating a white girl, that's <laughs> that's uh you could you could throw that in whenever, I guess. Perfect timing there and everything, you know, with the movie being fairly new. Very good movie, of course. But yeah, that's that's gotta be my favorite. That's a great one. So what would you say your favorite from you know this past little stretch of a Instagram post would be? I mean, you know, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a different choice here. I thought it was hilarious when he was using all caps and then the little like heart emoji, like the little like cuddly heart emoji. Those two were really funny, but I'm going to go with a little different approach here. I'm going to go with the one where he went lowercase and was like, I've learned that using all caps makes people feel like I'm screaming at them. That was great. It's just good to see kind of be like a little bit more self-aware <laughs> and just, but he followed it side. up like, like two uh, posts later. He's like, actually, I don't care back to all caps now. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's classic Kanye. So that's, that's my choice um there's there's a two that come to mind you know i'm a big superhero fan so i love the civil war with like julia fox uh kid cuddy kim pete skeet 
my fault. Yep. Uh, Kanye, Drake, who else is in there? Trav, Billie Eilish. <laughs> that one was crazy. pretty funny. And then the the Kanye one with him and Skeet, whereas uh, Venom versus Carnage was also a pretty funny one. They're just like so random. And it was just like, took no skill. Like it looked like he cut, cut the faces out on Snapchat. It was. Oh no, those are definitely way funnier than what I chose, but it was just, I love that he was like, going all caps and like he's like i'm not gonna hurt Pete davidson sorry skeet davidson <laughs> and then he's like i've learned that yelling or i learned the all caps make people think i'm yelling and then he's back to all caps so i love the switch up <laughs> it, like you said earlier too another hilarious one the, the one that had me actually laughing was uh she's like why do you have to post everything <laughs> he's like you're my favorite person why would i not want to post you all caps too of course so. and he threw exclamation points that's the one that that one hits a little bit different. And then he just had a little heart with the caption. He didn't even go into the caption very much. No, he doesn't need it. Those, they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words and these Kanye posts have been worth a thousand words to say the least. I saw a tweet and it was like uh, a picture of Voldemort and Harry Potter. And it was like, when is Kanye going to post this? But it was uh, obviously Skeet and Kanye. And oh, that I'm a Harry Potter boy. So that I would have loved to see that one. All right. On on a less funny note here, did you see the uh, the Watch the Throne podcast? Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Did you see Kanye posted them and uh, they were uh, looks like they're they're going to get an interview with them. That is insane. Yeah, I think that is a big move for them. Obviously, they've been making the podcast for a while. I haven't really listened to many of the podcasts, but they post some videos on YouTube, and I watch that and follow them on Twitter and stuff. Um, so congrats to them that's pretty dope i do love their approach they went about it they posted the uh a screenshot of a unposted tweet on instagram and that's how kanye got it because kanye follows them or whatever kind of i looked at his instagram he follows like a lot of people now which is kind of crazy yeah, he does. Seven thousand, i think uh so that's kind of crazy but he saw that post so they what they did the kanye approach and they got recognized so that was pretty cool to see i do like that they also asked him to do a podcast about movies because I was like, okay, that's something unique. Like, they're not asking him to talk about music. Everybody's asking him to do that. They're like, okay, let's talk about movies. Um, obviously, I think that'd be like an iconic moment if Kanye is like doing a commentary on a movie. That would be pretty funny to see. So, definitely. Did you uh, did you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast when he was on there? I'm gonna be honest. It was super long. I think I made it through like a little bit, like an hour, and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's cool to see him on there, you know, for people to pick his mind and everything. It's always enjoyable, you know, getting Kanye talk, sitting down and talking. And I mean, we obviously got one of the most iconic Kanye quotes there. I'm going to buy the earth and be king of the earth or whatever he said. That is... What are you talking about, Kanye? It's crazy. I was talking to somebody about this recently, though. I was like, how do people buy, like, stars and stuff? Like, people are like, oh, I own a star. Like, oh, you can buy a star on the internet. Like, who are you buying it from? Who owns the stars? So I guess if Kanye wanted to buy the earth, who would who'd stop who, him? Who's purchasing it? Yeah, Jeff who's, Bezos? Who's or... it? I don't know. But the crazy thing, I was also in the same conversation about uh, the buying the stars and all that. We were talking about all the Kanye stuff. I was saying the sick thing is, like, I don't want to sound like delusional here, but like everything Kanye says, I can like understand where he's coming from. Yeah, he I just mean, has like a I'm terrible approach. Team Kanye, Kanye could OJ Simpson, someone, and I'd, I'd still, you know, I'd still ride for my boy. That's crazy. That I'm not that delusional. That's like when uh, Trump was running for president, and they were like, 
what would Donald Trump have to do for you to not vote for him? And they're like asking people at Trump rallies, like if he killed somebody, would you vote for him? And they're like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Damn, all right. Kanye's got my vote in 2024, locking it in. Man, RIP 2020 vision. <laughs> With all this going on in Kanye's life right now, maybe the biggest thing was the drop of genius. What did you think about this documentary for the first week at least? It was so, so good. I, you know, I love being behind the scenes, of course. And, you know, it's like so crazy that, uh, you know, he, the filmer, he quit his job to film Kanye. Like that is, that's 2020 vision for sure. That is, uh, is different. You know, probably my favorite moment from the show was when he's performing All Falls Down and they're just sitting there, you know, not amused. And, you know, that went on to be one of his hits. That's just, what are your thoughts on that? Like, so the thing I was wondering was, did they have to do that? Did they have to not react to be like, oh, we're not all in on Kanye? Like from a business side, do they have to kind of reserve themselves a little bit so that they're not like, oh my God, Kanye, we love you. So they have a little bit of bargaining power in this negotiation of the contracts or whatever. That was my only thing. That's, I hope, what happened because I saw the tweet that said this. These people heard she couldn't afford a car so she named her daughter alexis and they did not bat an eye if that is what happened and they didn't have to like reserve themselves i i am disgusted with them but man that documentary was crazy like you said cootie just dropping everything to do this documentary that was so cool i honestly did not know who he was before this um but i mean it seems like he had a pretty successful career in chicago before this with his comedy and with his uh hosting and all that so Cool uh, another thing another thing I saw that was a very interesting point on it, it just kind of shows, and I feel like this is, you know, maybe still how things are, maybe less on the music side, but it just shows how out of touch, you know, these large employees are at these, you know, large corporations and everything, how out of touch they actually are with, you know, what the consumers want. So, I mean, that was also another interesting point I saw that, you know, it's valid point. I mean, uh, hey, that's what I'm trying to get in the industry to change. <laughs> There we go. There we go. But the one person I will say that was like on top of it was the AR at Rockus Records. He was like, Oh, you're the perfect blend of hip hop and fashion and you know, all this. And I was like, okay, he kind of like called that before it happened. Like he he saw that in Kanye. So that was pretty cool. That's what I picked up on a lot of these people. They saw something in Kanye from such an early stage in his career. So it's really cool to see all these people saying these things and then seeing them actually come to fruition later. Yeah, and it was just crazy, you know, all these people missing out on, you know, eventually Rockefeller did end up signing Kanye, of course, but another, you know, thing that I feel like kind of shut down the narrative that Jay-Z made Kanye, because, you know, I mean, we saw it firsthand, you know, Jay-Z wasn't there too much, you know, pushing for, pushing for Ye too much. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree. I loved, there was a scene where they were, I think, at a, you know, a party or something, and Kanye, like, dapped up Jay-Z, but it was like, it was just like a acquaintance dap up. It wasn't like a, a we're brothers dap up. And I was yeah. like, that's crazy to see how far they've come since then. Um, obviously he had produced for him and stuff. So it was almost like a, it was a, the relationship just wasn't where it's at today. So that was cool to see the uh, very beginning of all these relationships as well as him meeting like Pharrell. And that was pretty cool. But the one of the things I loved about this documentary was in the uh, Rockefeller office, the girl was talking on the phone. She's like, oh yeah, these people are buying Blackberries. It's a thing about mm -hmm. emails. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. It does such a good job of like dating the documentary and showing where 
the world was at. I love looking at the cars too. Like somebody, there was a 2001 Honda Accord sitting there. I was like, oh, that's what my sister drives. So I was like, that's hilarious to see. Like that was a new car then. And then there's Kanye. I think he had a, he had a, Benz. a Benz. Yeah. And that was crazy to see. Cause I was like, okay, that's like a nice car then, but it's, you know, an old car now. So I, obviously that that's such an obvious thing, but it was just interesting to see. Cause it was such a, you know, capturing that moment and what was going on then. Another thing, like, I kind of see where Kanye gets, you know, his confidence from, you know, his mother was just such a inspiration to him and everything, you know, she was, she knew, she, she saw it, she foresaw what was, what was to come with him and, you know, was very supportive and everything. I mean, yeah, that's obviously great to have a support system like that and RIP Donda, of course, but man, she was the GOAT. All right, so with all that Kanye news being said, where are you at? You think the album's coming out on Tuesday? man i have no idea (laughs) like i have no idea i think yes i wouldn't be surprised either way honestly at this point i wouldn't either but the whole stem player thing that's such a new curveball like if you would ask me this six days ago i'd be like oh it's coming out 100 even when he did the uh announcement for the miami listening party thing i was like oh it's coming out but now i'm like okay even if it comes out like i'm gonna hear leaks (laughs) <laughs> like because i don't have a stem player so i'm like uh okay we gotta we gotta get this thing figured out i i feel like there's different ways you could go about this to maintain that you know control and and not get taken advantage of by the you know different streaming services and still get all that profit from the pro uh from the project rather than just releasing it on his stem player i feel like that's mm-hmm. such a it, it takes the audience that wants the album and like shrinks it so much but I mean, obviously, he's doing numbers for the sim player sales, so I don't know. He's, he's a billionaire for he's a he's a billionaire for a reason. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I still don't think. I think eventually we'll get the projects on Apple Music and Spotify. It's just it's a matter of when. I hope so. All right, moving on to some fan questions here to close it out. Kind of, um, what artists could disappear like Kendrick or Frank Ocean and still maintain such a strong fan base? You know, I think this is a really interesting question. And my answer is Tyler, the creator, Tyler, the creator. He's so respected and has such a strong fan base that I think he could take however long he wants off and come back to that same fan base. And I also think he's such a creative guy that he would do something so legendary. If he took so much time off and then came out with a big project, he'd come back in a crazy way or the music would sound totally unique. I'm sure. So I think he'd be a really good choice, but I also think he's very different than these other two because he is so much going on with the fashion and all this stuff. Whereas Kendrick and Frank are like quiet, like they aren't in the media or anything, but I think if Tyler was going to take time off from music, he'd be doing other things. So I think it'd be a pretty different scenario, but I think Tyler would definitely be my choice. What about you? Um, I, I'm leaning like between kanye and drake just because they both have such a following i feel like you have to have just a huge massive amount of fans for this to work but i feel like kanye you know everybody's gonna be saying oh what he's gonna put out is gonna be a masterpiece if he's taking this long on it so i mean that's an interesting point to make with it so i, I don't know what do you think about that i mean i think only an artist of a specific size can do this and i think those are obviously two of the artists that could do it so those are good choices. But I also think um, 
at that point at what point are you like oh they're just retired like if at what point are you like it, is it you know, I, three years with no Kanye project well okay, he's retired <laughs> like you it's also know. you know it's also one of those things where it's like uh kind of an age thing you know if Kanye didn't release for, for three or four years I probably would say he is retired but you know a guy like Kendrick or Frank Ocean where they're still at their peak you know it's yeah it's definitely a different situation than kind of an artist by artist basis but I think there's only a specific few number of artists and I think some of the ones we mentioned are possible shout out Chris again for bringing that question in great question but got to give a special shout out to Josh Davino with his next question. He says, what rapper could succeed in another genre or what non-rapper could have a successful rap career? I had this one took me a minute to think about, and um, I'm going to go non-rapper, you know, get off rap a little bit. And so I think that Justin Bieber, man, he fits the, uh, he fits oh. the lifestyle. I don't know. Like, where the vocals line up but i think he'd you know get it get it on par and everything but i mean he kind of already acts like a rapper and everything so what, what are your thoughts on that that's kind of a wild choice i was definitely not expecting you to say justin bieber um i mean he's got collabs with travis and you know some of the rappers on maria i'm drunk and other songs so i i could see it but i mean he's not like rapping rapping you know what i mean like I, yeah, no, he's not there to where you, you could say he's even a rapper at all, but I think he could make that transition. I think it'd be crazy. I, I Now I'm trying to picture what Justin Bieber on like a drill beat would sound like. And I don't, I can't think picture it. On a, yeah, I don't, I don't know about a drill beat for him. Well, I'm just yeah. saying like maybe something a little smoother than that, but yeah, I it, see where you're coming it from. definitely would be, but I just, I would love to see that one day. <laughs> that would be pretty great. My choice though, I want Frank Ocean. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's I mean, expected. I think it's a, it's almost cheating because he does have like a couple rap verses, you know, if you want to say Raf or oldie, I would consider those rap verses. So I think it's a little bit cheating, but imagine if Frank Ocean has dropped a rap album when he drops his next project. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause you know, like both of those guys that we chose, you know, they're, so closely associated to rap even being featured on you know songs with rappers and everything so it's i could see it definitely it would break the internet if frank ocean dropped the rap album rap twitter would be going crazy it'd be you're right different. on that you know the, the more that i sit here and think about it you're right it'd be crazy but you know there was some big news for second avenue podcast this week we had our first sponsor shout out to dirty mitch g twitch.tv slash dirty mitch g this is our first sponsor you know me and him we made a little negotiation here shout out to our other favorite streamer though childish davino we just mentioned i was him. gonna give him i was gonna give him that Go plug tap real quick. you know him. i play on my boy every night so gotta show him love for sure uh twitch tv dot or slash childish davino tune in tune into both of the twitch streamers that we love but our first partnership with Dirty Mitch G, Second Avenue Boys. We're gonna be playing some Fortnite live on Twitch with Mitchell. We're gonna be playing at 8 p.m. on Monday, the night this drops, Monday, February 21st. So if you want to, you know, show some love to us, show some love to Mitchell. Tune in. We're streaming for a couple hours, play some Fortnite, get some dubs. Definitely. Uh, that's the plan, you know, straight W's. So I don't rage and get off, you know, 30 minutes in. <laughs> 
yeah, we got to stand for a couple hours. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, and then, uh, you know, just another plug on the giveaway that we got going on on our Instagram. If you guys have time, go check out the Instagram, of course. Give us a follow. Show some love. And you can also, you know, get some vinyls off of that. So, Yep. Just a reminder, we are doing the giveaway. All you got to do is like, comment, and tag a friend, and share the post with the giveaway announcement. And you're going to be entered to win these vinyls, this Kid See Ghosts and Good Kid Mad City vinyls. Two fantastic records one of you is going to be lucky enough to get. So once we hit 200 followers, we do that giveaway. So it might be a little bit, but just keep telling your friends and keep entering and it'll be soon enough. I think that about wraps it up for the week. I think it does. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. We'll see you guys next week.